Welcome to episode 18 of Colin Talk, featuring an interview with Katie Fricasso, a real estate broker and co-owner of Twin Team Realty from Portland, Oregon, as we discuss the modern housing market. Please welcome Katie Fricasso. Thanks, Colin. Great to be here. So how did you get in the real estate business? Well, interestingly, my grandpa, my father, and my brothers have all been contractors or builders, so there was always a bit of real estate in the family. But back in 1996, I was managing a private athletic club, and I was losing all my salespeople to real estate. And I thought, boy, the next, the next time if I make a change, I'm probably going to jump in as well. So the athletic club was bought by a corporation and went a different direction. So as soon as that happened, I decided to jump in. I took my test in about three weeks, crammed for it, uh, passed, and then jumped in with both feet and haven't looked back since. And is ethically and um, so moving on to more in the side of things of just the housing market, Mm -hmm. uh, is ethically and more environmentally friendly housing becoming more popular and in demand? Somewhat. We've got such a severe housing shortage right now that I would love to say that people have the luxury of, of, of wanting that and trying to procure it in our market. We have only about two months of inventory, which means at the pace homes are currently selling, if no new homes came on the market, we would sell through everything we have in two months. A balanced market is between five and seven months. And back in 2008, when the market turned, we had 12 to 14 months at its peak. So because of the shortage, a lot of buyers would love to have environmentally friendly homes but there's A, not a lot of them, and B, the demand is such that many buyers are having to make compromises on things such as that in order to secure a home. So what are some of the main reasons that, even though they're not necessarily uh, available in a quantity that is sufficient, Mm -hmm. um, what are some main reasons someone may want a green and environmentally friendly home compared to a regular home for cost efficiency or otherwise? Cost is the biggest reason because our housing market has gotten so expensive. Probably the number one reason we hear people wanting a green home is for the expenses of heating and cooling. Um, And uh, there are some other people that just want to be a bit more independent or off the grid, if you will, or more efficient, uh, just, you know, consciously. Uh, those are probably the main reasons, but heating and cooling is a real issue. Even though Portland doesn't have, tend to have severely hot summers, they are seeming like we're getting more and more days of heat above 90 degrees, which never used to be the case. So people wanting a cool, comfortable home is increasing, and definitely we have our share of cold winter days and even snow events almost every year. So the combination of the two can make the affordability of the home prohibitive on top of property taxes and the purchase price, and then the heating and cooling becomes a real issue for for many homeowners. So uh, what kind of trends do you see in the housing market currently? In terms of style or in terms of what buyers want? Uh, Everything is like uh, price, (laughs) the the size of the house, um, what's inside, that kind of thing. Got it. Well, a lot of it depends on geography. So Portland is divided by the Willamette River, so we've got the east side and the west side, which are two very different parts of town. They offer different things. So some of that will depend on, on the particular buyer's interest. Um, but geography aside, most people are looking for, uh, right now what's very popular is mid-century modern. 
because the floor plan is very open. It lends itself to entertaining and family time uh, and less of a vertical home with stairs for children and that sort of thing. So that's, in terms of style, mid-century modern is very popular. In terms of just overall features, most buyers want good school districts and ideally enough yard that's enough for the kids or the dog, but not so much that they have to maintain it a lot on weekends, et cetera. So we're seeing people going toward a little less house, if you will. The average home that we used to see as a step-up home would be anywhere between 28 to, say, 3,300 square feet. That has now changed. There Now the recent poll is the average home buyer would like ideally about 2,200 square feet, and they'd prefer it be more horizontal than vertical. And that's a challenge in Portland because we have the urban growth boundary, which is just picture a big rubber band that stretches around the center of Portland with the Willamette River in the center. And we are not allowed to have urban sprawl here like many other towns. That has been a good thing because it's kept us from having just strip mall after strip mall and suburb after suburb, but it's put a lot of pressure on Portland housing prices. And as a result, that the, as the prices go up and the demand goes up, it's harder to find lots that are generously sized enough for many people's needs. And there's a tremendous amount of infill happening. So new construction is going in, being squeezed in on small lots in between existing homes. But most people's preference would be a neighborhood close to the core, more horizontal than vertical, about 2,200 square feet, and as open as possible with, in terms of the interior and the floor plan. Uh, and, and what makes Portland so popular? Why, why are people moving here and you know wanting to buy homes here? That's a great question. I've been here since I was three years old, so many, many years. I consider myself a native, which, by the way, there are becoming fewer and fewer of us. In fact, the name now in Portland for a true native is a unicorn, and there are fewer unicorns because there are so many people moving here. The latest stat is there's 100 people a day moving to the Portland area. I would say that having lived here all my life, Portland now is not the same Portland it was 20, 25 years ago. We used to be sort of a sleepy bedroom community to Seattle and San Francisco, and now we've sort of hit the map and we've been discovered. So from what we're hearing, people are moving here for a number of reasons. The first is quality of life. The combination of decent schools, somewhat affordable homes, at least relative to the rest of the West Coast, right? San Fran, LA, Seattle. And proximity to recreational areas, the gorge, the coast, you know, Mount Hood, Bend for skiing. The combination is what's initially drawn people here. And then we have other people moving here specifically for things like our food scene, all the food carts and the, the top shelf restaurants that are open here. And our neighborhoods, we have a tremendous number of neighborhoods that are very urban. So the walkability to coffee shops and restaurants and all kinds of hip happenings, galleries, has emerged in the Portland market over the last 20 years. So when you factor all of those in, as well as relatively decent weather, Portland gets a bad rap for the number of gray and rainy days that we have, but our summers and our falls are beautiful and our traffic is lighter than other bigger cities. So we've we sort of have become come into our own 
And many people are finding that that's appealing from wherever they may be moving to Portland from. It is quite beautiful in Portland. Um, do you foresee the market prices going down anytime soon or any changes like that? Yeah, I get asked that a lot. What, what do we think the market's going to do? And of course, none of us have a crystal ball. What I can say is short of a global economic meltdown similar to what we had in 2008, which is n- not on the, on the horizon, no one sees signs of that, I don't see Portland prices going down because the demand is so strong. So as long as our demand is stronger than our supply, which it has been now for about three and a half years, there's nothing to let up on the pressure of those prices. So we don't see prices going down. What we do expect, because real estate does go in cycles, is we do expect things to calm down or slow down. So the appreciation, instead of being double digit, 10, 11, 12%, we are expecting it to go calm a bit down to single digit appreciation. And even just this past June, we experienced a shift in the market, which the media has still yet to report. But basically, there was a change in buyer motivation in June, and it's remained since where instead of seeing 15, 20 offers on a home, we might only see four or five, and buyers are unwilling to go bonkers to do whatever it takes to get a home, depending on, of course, the home's price, location, condition. But I see no sign of prices going down unless all of a sudden either demand slows or supply increases. And right now, there's just no sign of that happening. And you just kind of early in that uh, portion, you mm-hmm. said something about the 2008 mm-hmm. uh, market crash. So even though you kind of answered that, uh, can you go in depth for us just a little bit more about, do you foresee that coming anytime soon at all? Well, we don't see any sign of that. Part of, part of what created that uh, issue was was on a very large scale, there were things in play that the average person wouldn't necessarily have been able to be aware of. And in particular, the lending market, lending homes, you know, giving loans to people who really didn't qualify for them. And so there were many people set up to fail by virtue of the fact that they really couldn't afford a home long term. As a result of that, the lending institutions have implemented lots of regulations. So now to buy a home, there's a lot more paperwork, a lot more documentation. And that is ultimately for everyone's good, but it does make a real estate transaction a bit more challenging. So there's nothing calling on the horizon that we see uh, that's on a big scale. Obviously, there's some volatility right now politically. Um, and rather, whether you're a fan of the president or not, that ultimately could impact our market. But if it impacts Portland, it will impact everywhere else as well. So we'll be in the same boat. Okay. And so back to the subject of, you know, moving to Portland, where do you see, you know, the influx of people that are coming? Where are they coming from? Well, it used to be there was this sort of quintessential joke that all the people moving here were from California. And because that's a more expensive market, they would come here with briefcases of cash. And they thought we were such a bargain that they would pay top dollar, which only inflated the values of all the homes here. So Portland buyers couldn't compete. That has really changed. In the last five years, I would say we see more people moving here from the Midwest and the East Coast, as well as internationally. 
we're seeing a lot of Canadian buyers, a lot of people coming from China who may or may not be occupying the homes, but may be purchasing them and just holding on to them as a shelter for their cash with the currency issues overseas. So right now, I would say the preponderance of people moving here, in my opinion, is more national, East Coast, West, I'm sorry, West Coast uh, being lower and East Coast and Midwest being the, the predominant places that people are coming from. And the reason they're coming, they're saying, is you know traffic is too congested, uh, home prices are too expensive. So even people from Seattle feel like we're a bargain. And that's the predominant reason we're seeing people flood our market. Do you ever find people that say that they're coming to Portland for any specific uh, you know, things that we have in the city or nature or something like that? Yeah, it's a great question. We often ask because we're curious. The number one reason I would say we have people move here, and this is going to sound funny, is either because of our food market, our, our carts, our restaurants, and not because they're chefs. They just want to be in a place that has really good food. The second reason we see is people will see Portland highlighted on TV on you know Portlandia or Grimm and think we look like a cool place to live. So they will literally, and these are mostly millennials and young people, but they are packing up their lives elsewhere, coming here with really having done very little research and just want to be here and experience Portland. And then we see some people who literally were here for a layover on a flight and had a few hours to kill and were just so taken by Portland that they decided to come back and make it their home. We find it interesting how spontaneous people are moving here without doing lots of research. Um, those are primarily the younger people, the people that are a little more established, you know, I'd say 35 and up. There's a lot of big business that's now come to Portland. Under Armour has their headquarters here. There's certainly Nike. Um, Intel, all the big players, but there are more and more larger companies here. So there's a lot more jobs available that are 100K plus, and that's certainly attracting our mid to older demographic to the Portland area as well. And uh, lastly, for for closing thoughts, uh, what would you recommend to someone who is in the market to buy a home because the market is so aggressive with you know cash offers and things like that? Great question. Well, and of course, I'm an agent, so I'm going to say this, but I'd say the first thing is you have to have an excellent broker because to win in our market, you have to have a very specific purchasing strategy. There has to be a way for you to increase your odds of winning if you're competing in a multiple offer scenario, which is extremely common. Without that, you're going to keep writing and losing, writing offers and losing and and getting nowhere. And in the meantime, the market's getting more expensive. So you're losing ground instead of securing your dream home. That's the first thing I would say you have to do is have an excellent agent who knows the market well and particularly where you want to buy. The second thing is I would say you have to be well prepared, meaning not only is your agent going to set the expectations that you're likely competing, but the agent's going to give you a good idea of what you're going to have to do to get the home. And in Portland, our list price has just become the starting price, right? It doesn't mean that's what you're going to pay, and it doesn't mean you're going to get it for less. So you have to set an expectation that you're probably going to pay upwards of 5 or 10% over list to be able to win in a multiple offer situation. You're also going to have to be a non-contingent buyer, which means if you've got a house to sell, you're probably going to need to sell it first, move into some sort of interim housing, and then be a non-contingent buyer. 
because without that, you're probably going to get clobbered by all the other non-contingent buyers that you're competing with. So there's definitely some mental and preparatory things you need to do, that was a mouthful, in order to make an offer. Gone are the days where you see a home on the market, you think on it for, you know, a week, and then circle back and decide you're gonna make an offer at 3% under list. Those days are gone. You have to be willing to move quickly when you see something, and you have to be prepared to be as competitive as possible. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, Thanks, Colin, for having me. Know just that Portland is a truly beautiful place to live, and we do have a very healthy real estate market and housing market, and there's lots of options for everyone here. All right. Thank you. Hopefully we get to have you on the show again sometime. Would love to. Thanks, Colin. All right. Thanks. That's our show. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher for an episode every Sunday. Be sure to leave a rating and review in the comments section on colintalk.org or Apple Podcasts to be featured on our website's testimonials. I'm Colin, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.